Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... Three Guifilci. You know what? We're on the Isle of Wight. Fuck it. That's the only way you can do it. It's only to sort of like slag up the lemon. <laughs> the Welsh accent is not an STD. <laughs> now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hello and welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. It's my pleasure to introduce the fantastic comedian and podcaster. It's Vix Layton. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. What? Thanks for coming. How are you doing? I'm well, very well. I'm excited about the world returning to a version of normal. Oh. So it feels, I can feel it now. I'm starting to feel the. Feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. I have Um, been waiting for this moment all my lockdown. All my lockdown. (laughs) We can can start buying share bags of crisps, but for other people. Oh, Oh, fuck. We can break it open in that ancient gesture of kinship. This is awful. Will that ever happen again? I don't know. This is going to be interesting. Like, what will we permanently lose? 
No, I'm going to go out there and spread coronavirus. I do not yeah. want that happening again. I want they're my fucking crisps. <laughs> grab bag, yeah, I grabbed it, and I'm going to eat them to myself if you don't mind. Yeah, well, you own it. It's I'm, safe. It's the only safe way. We must each have a bag of crisps. Yeah, <laughs> this is it, Vix. Because I've always felt really strongly about this. To be honest, I've always been very selfish with my food and this whole sharing culture. So, so many things that are going to be gone are just great for me because I'm neurotic. <laughs> like, like, I'm such a ridiculous sharer because I'm so <sighs> conscious of getting my share. I have done the maths when the plate goes down. <laughs> so I know exactly how many of each thing we should have. Yeah. And then when there's an argument at the end, they're like, no, that's your goujon. It's like, no, I'm sure it's yours. I know it's yours. I've done the maths. I've literally, <laughs> I carried in three into my face. You've only had two in your face. Eat the chicken wing or I'll eat it for you. Like you get one shot of this. It's like, I'm not somebody, I'll offer it. And if they say no, I'll eat it and I'll watch the sad face. That's who I am. Wow. Nice. So like, good. Yeah, they won't do it again. No. You're like a rage socialist. I like it. I know. No, I'm on board. It's good. Okay. Say Vicks. what you mean. Mean what you say. Strong what you like. Here are, there are consequences. This girl's a prick. <laughs> no. It's good to set out your stall at the beginning of the podcast. This girl is an excellent detective. Yeah. yeah. And you've come dressed in black and sparkly. So I feel like Detective Sparkles yeah. is here. Very Welcome nice. on board. 1940s film noir, but with a sparkly twist. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, Vix, as you know, we ask every guest the same question to kick off the podcast. And that question is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I was thinking about this. And the good news is I haven't been a victim of any crime that was dramatic enough that it would be worthy of a podcast. So I had to go down to the next level of almost crimes. Okay. And um, the one, well, there were two that sprung to mind. The first one is when I went out on a date with a guy that I met on Twitter, first red flag. And um, <laughs> I got into his car, second red flag. I was a mug, didn't have a lot of offers on the table. So it's like, I'll pick you up. I was like, it's romantic. And, and um, got you into know, Vix, yeah, I'm go so on. sorry to cut you off, but I thought you just said, I was mugged. And I'm like, that actually is a crime, Vix. No, no, no. No, <laughs> it's worse. You were a mug. That's what I was, you said. I was a mug. I got gotcha. yeah, I misheard you. I get and very mugged crimey. off by okay. this man. Um, gotcha. Carry so, on. I apologize. Yeah. Got into the car. We had a little chat back and forth. I thought this is going well. He said, can I ask you a question? And this is this is common to both of the stories I'm going to tell you. And I said, yeah, of course. He put a tissue to my face and said, does this smell like chloroform to you? <gasps> oh, my fucking God. Hell. Talk about red fucking flag. He opens the dates with a date rape joke. <laughs> Who does that? Fucking Probably date hell. rapist. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did you do? Well... I didn't know what to do, did I? And um, I, again, in that very British way, polite <laughs> yeah. way, I just laughed and we went on the date is what happened. <laughs> oh, wow. And, I, and was the, the car already moving by this point? You can't just jump back out. Well, I was just so surprised. I was like, did this happen? I thought I was having an out-of-body experience. And yeah. then he'd also... I get there. it. I really yeah. do. You're just shocked because yeah. you're like, that... And maybe I misheard him or yeah, the tissue wasn't there. Been what it's, happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my like, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe he did think that the tissue smelled like chloroform and he wanted me to confirm it because someone had broken into his car and put chloroformy tissues all over the dashboard. Uh, yeah, maybe it was that. that's some explanation. It wasn't that. Simplest no. explanation. But he was a wrong one. But he'd also <laughs> bought me a present because he knew it was my birthday because he'd seen me tweet about it because we'd met on Twitter. So yeah. it, it was tricky. 
And like I said, not a lot of better offers on. So What's the present chloroform tissues? Because that does not count. No, it was a little board that said jobs before gin o'clock. And it was before everybody had gin o'clock based merch. So I was a little bit of an early adopter. I don't want to be hipster about it. <laughs> I was talking about gin before it was cool. <laughs> Once my mother-in-law got it embossed on the wall, I knew it was time to go, though. That's the ball. <laughs> it's a shame when the boomers pick up on it. I know. Um, how was the date with chloroform jokey guy? It wasn't great. Um, it was <laughs> a shock start for a start. And um, also he thought he was big on Twitter. And this has got to be about 11 years ago. So no one was big on Twitter then. And I noticed this because he was sat next to me in the cinema. And this is how gripping his company was. I was on Twitter having a look and he tweeted content. So he tweeted like his best 10 films from a certain year. Wow. I said to him, I was like, I've been sat with you. I, you didn't do this. And he'd scheduled tweets to go out. Oh. oh and he wow. had about 900 followers. So this is not the next. Wow. <laughs> Scheduling tweets when you're not an entity of some <laughs> sort is a bona fide serial killer sign. Oh, I'm yeah. calling it. Like, you're lucky you're alive. Is this what is I'm worse saying. than the chloroform joke. This is. <laughs> it desperate. is. And then he sent me this weird message about there couldn't be two drivers of a train because he tried to come in and I was like, I'm a three dates minimum girl. Um, not necessarily true, but I just didn't like his vibe. And uh, <laughs> so he tried to, he was like, no, I, I think I should, I think I should see you in. I was like, I think you should not. Um, yeah. And so he sent me this really weird message about there can only be one driver of a train. So if um, he asked me to do something, he doesn't need strong, pushy women in his life. I should just do it. So do I want to oh, get on board or do I want to get off at the shit. next station? Is off it a yes or a no? Station. And it, off, it was off. a no. <laughs> it was a it was a hard no for me. Oh. But I'm really gutted I lost the message because it went on and on like a madman. And I think I would have made social media capital out of that. In these, oh my these times. god you'd have had like jesus christ cut to the weirdest wedding on the planet and the bride is just speaking and saying so we met when he put a tissue on my face <laughs> yeah. he's found his soulmate i'm sure he sounds oh, such a beautiful oh. story my dad would put in his speech he'd scoop me like he'd be so touched yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful story the way wow. he treated my daughter with such respect and love oh my but, god yeah and then this sort of thing happened to me again on the train and it was like properly in the midst of lockdown so i was going to see a friend who was vulnerable sitting in a garden and i was on my way back on the last train and a guy gets on I'm watching Drag Race on my phone sure. and um, just with my two headphones on, I was like, just look at your phone, just look at your phone, don't look at yeah. look at your phone. And he gets on my carriage, obviously, because that is what some men are like. Not all men, but some men. Yeah. Goes up and down, sits next to me. Oh, no. Every seat <gasps> on the train oh, is available. And he sits next to me. We're on like a four seat. So he's like, technically, I guess, social distanced enough. Wow. But... Mm. Not as social distance as being in one of the many, many empty carriages on the train. Yes. So no, he sucks. That's like I've, intimate distancing. So I've mm -hmm. turned my volume down like you do, but I've pretended that I haven't because these mm -hmm. are the standard things as women that we do. So I yes. turned them down, but I didn't let him know I turned it down. Yeah. Looking at my phone, was very mm -hmm. aware that RuPaul's Drag Race is a lot of 
if you don't know RuPaul's Drag Race, sexy women in lingerie. And there's a lot of crotch. There's a lot of crotch because you need to know they've got a tight tuck. So I was aware of that, but I didn't really know what to do about it. So I was just staring at it. <laughs> I hear him say hi. But I've got the headphones on, so it's fine. I hear him say hi. You've got plausible deniability. Yeah. Nice. Think, Go away. No. <laughs> Then his hand comes in front of my face and starts waving oh, at me. So gosh. I can't say no. I do the patented sign of you've got one line by taking one headphone out, but leaving nice. it just a couple of inches from my ear. And like, yes, yes. can I help yes. you? And he says, can I ask you a question? Now, as, as a comedian who has not had an audience for a while, I couldn't resist going... Well, you just did, didn't you? That's your question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I get the response that I hoped. Put down him. <laughs> I did get the response I hoped from him. And he said, what would you say if I asked to massage your feet? Oh, oh fuck. Hell, man. I know. And I said, no, 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 no. It would be a hard no. And he said, why would it be a hard no? And I was like, I think it's the, the end sound is quite hard. And no, but obviously I needed him to be my friend because I didn't want him to murder me. So I had to be nice enough. And here we go. That he wouldn't murder yeah. me, but not Ooh. so nice that he touched my feet without permission. Oh, wow. And he just, the whole, I was just so aware. There were 10 minutes left until oh. the next stop. But the next stop, if I got off, I would have been at a station on my own and yeah. there was no other yeah. train coming. And he could have got off with me. So I was doing yeah. all of this maths in my head while trying to maintain this weird conversation. Oh, and he says to me, the thing is, I'm doing you a favour sitting here. I don't know why you're being rude because you're a woman on your own on the last oh, train. Fuck <laughs> shut up. Oh. Shut oh fuck up. <laughs> I was like, well, no, this isn't a favour. Let me educate you about what you should do. Sit as far away yeah. as you yeah. can from a woman. That's the favour. Yeah. Like, well, why, do you, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that about me? Why have you judged me? Um, it's like it should be really weird. <laughs> why have judged, judged you? you? Why have you judged me? And I was like, "Cause you're being weird." And then he started telling me about a woman best friend of his, uh, and you know, because he's got friends who are women. I've got so that friends is why I'm saying because I have friends who are women. They go he's... to a different school. Um, <laughs> so we get off the train, and I'm looking yeah. around, and I'm they're thinking, buried in my garden. That, you know, when yeah. you do that thing where again you you go a bit cinematic, and I was like, God, if this was telly the police would be looking at this going oh she went with him willingly or maybe they were friends Ooh, like, so I'm already God. I've decided my mum's given a shit picture to the news <laughs> I know she is <laughs> I've made all these decisions while I've maintained this conversation and oh. then he gets to we get to the bottom of the stairs and he says this has been a really great chat this has been a really fun conversation I don't get to talk to many women because they all want to sleep with me <gasps> They all want to sleep with me. And I said, I find that very hard to believe. And then I swung oh, the corner and then I ran all the way home and with my keys and my handbag oh and my ran God. as far as my as fast as my legs carry me. And so when I was saying to Amanda that I didn't have a crime story, I was like, no, but you you get all these little micro things that could be crying yeah. all the time mm. and it's so depressing because then because oh, yeah. my male friend I texted him about it because I was like this has got a dark thing that happened to me but I think it could be material and he <laughs> said you need to call the police and I was like and tell them what what do I tell the they police they don't have any material a man asked, so yeah, they won't laugh at these jokes. I love it. Like you're calling up the police. I say, I say, I say. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Put me on speakerphone. I've got something hello, to say. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> 
rule of three. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't know what to tell him. It's like, I don't know what I'd say to them. A man made me feel uncomfortable on the train because when you recount it, you didn't really tell anything. He just chatted. This is why we need to change. I don't know how we do it, but exactly. Something transgressed, which was not okay. Yeah, he deliberately went in to intimidate you. He deliberately went in with something sexual with the foot thing. Yeah, He deliberately yes. went in with... I assume it was sexy. Katie, you are so spot on and I don't have the answer either, but that is not nothing. That is... Yeah. It did do something to you. It's deeply disturbing and it's not okay. And that... I would completely believe anything that followed that story. And then I saw him on the news and he did X, Y, Z. Like it would mm-hmm. completely add up. Yeah. It just would. So I feel like these things are important and we should be reporting them and they should be used in a more strategic way. I don't know. I don't know. It just makes you tired, doesn't it? Because I just thought, well, that is just a part of the day. That was your journey home. Did you have a nice journey? How was your journey? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, how was the extra adrenaline? I made a friend and I did some cardio. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Vix, we like to ask, if you had the perpetrators here, what would you say to them or do to them? You've got impunity. They don't even have to see you. But like, what's your rebuttal now that you have a chance? I think I'd like to talk to them about what they did in front of their mothers. And uh, I think I would just like to rationally relay the information in front of their mothers and women that they care about and wow. just ask for them to explain friends. their behavior, yeah. particularly all the female friends that want to get in that man's pants. Cause I need to talk to each of them individually. Cause that is, if that's true, we need to yeah. take them somewhere else. They, they... Well, <laughs> I, do you know what? I think you're onto something brilliant there because I absolutely feel very confident saying that that man would behave very differently in front of his mother and his so-called female friends. And he absolutely was taking a gambit on a woman that he assumed was vulnerable because she was on her own. He And he absolutely played that very differently. And it would be very interesting to watch him squirm slash behave very differently and therefore basically acknowledge that he knows what he did was wrong. Yep. That's what I'd like. I'd like him That's to feel excellent trap. I like it. Vix, thank you for sharing both <laughs> of those right. stories, confirming yet again that it's exhausting being a woman, but it's good to be able to own our space and talk about it and fuck all of you crazy guys. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Guys, <laughs> it's time to solve some true crime. Are you ready? I'm so ready. You're sitting squarely in your seats. You are braced. Here is the beginning of our case. On a cold night in January, an expensive Belgian car is found dangling over the edge of a jagged sea cliff about 50 meters from the water. The windscreen is smashed open, suggesting the driver had been forcefully thrown to their death below from the impact of the crash. Mm. Question number one, what year do you think this is? In my mind, it's black and white. So it's, yeah, right. it's, it's so one of those is. like heavy 19, like 40s, 50s cars where yeah. they do the 1950s driving, which is just bonkers. So, <laughs> oh my yeah. God, the steering. I'm the going steering left and right and left and right and left. And right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real driving. That would not drive the car forward. So yeah, it, that is where I'm at in my mind, I think. Like F. Scott Fitzgerald could have been at the wheel. This okay, mm. okay. Like, I don't know why Bel- a Belgian car makes me think, like we did a case about, I think it was in Germany about the first ever car. And like, I feel like they had the kind of, like Volvo and stuff is German, is it? I think. Yeah, like Volvo is Swedish. Oh, is it? But I I think they had like a kind of early car manufacturer's 
manufacturing was quite German, I think. So I'm going to, again, go... I think I'm going to go maybe earlier. I'm going to go 1912. Haven't done that oh. for a while. It's not necessarily there's not. Hello. Oh, okay. Oh, they didn't have windscreens in 1912. Um, Fuck it. I'm sticking to it. I'm so going to eat these words, aren't I? Okay, it's a Belgian car. It's dangling over a cliff 50 meters from some water. Correct. And the windscreen is smashed. I, I want to go 1956, but I also want to go 1967. Interesting. All right, split the difference, 1963. <laughs> I love you guys. Okay, so we've got 1963, 1912, and we've got 19 Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> Fitzgerald. Yeah. Okay, Hannah, you are officially the closest, I believe, depending on what 19 Fitzgerald meant to you. It's 1909. Oh, oh wow. wow. Wow, I super eat my words. But it was in black and white. <laughs> my goodness gracious. So black and white. So black and white. So fun fact, not aware of these, but Belgium had this golden era of car manufacturing between 1900 and 1941. Some of the models that they made, the Minerva, the Imperia, the Excelsior, and the Pipe. The ah. Pipe? This one, the Pipe. the Pipe. How would you like to drive a Pipe? And wow. That's the best offer of that all day. That's a much better <laughs> offer than does this smell like chloroform. I'm just throwing that out. <laughs> It is. You you asked me. Consent is important. It's (laughs) incredibly important. You invited me to ride the pipe. This was an Imperia. I realized that the Venn diagram of like drunk women fans and Top Gear fans is very, very small. But (laughs) there's no reason to alienate them. So I just thought I'd throw it in there. That one guy is really enjoying That one guy is so excited. So I used to be a car PR. So um, technically I should care about this stuff, but I don't. Um, <laughs> you were a what? I used to PR for a car company. So um, Oh, I oh heard car PR as well. And I was like, what's yeah, a car Yeah, I was like, what's a car PR? It's Do like they a, design like a car car I like the idea of that. I think I would have enjoyed that job more. <laughs> Carpier. Carpier DM. Carpier. <laughs> Question yeah. two. Where is this? So we've got a jagged sea cliff. We've got a Belgian car. And it's 1909. Well, surely we're in Belgium. Well, oh, wait, are there no cliffs with the sea? <laughs> Is it landlocked? No, I can talk about everything in there. <laughs> but it doesn't sound Mediterranean. You know what? We're on the Isle of Wight. Fuck it. Yeah, there's Dover. A, there's fuckloads of cliffs. Dover. They're driving over the white cliffs. <laughs> okay, okay. We've I'm going to go Dover. Cornwall. I think it's Britain. Cornwall. And Katie, you were... You know, I'm changing it to the south of France. Ooh, nice. Okay. We're, we're in Cannes. Romantic. Dramatic. This is, these are all great guesses. I guess, technically, Hannah, you are the closest because yes. we are in Wales. <gasps> oh, oh, nice. I wanted Vix to feel at home. I do. So here's a harrowing yeah. tale from your homeland. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry to traumatize. <laughs> Congrats. We are in Wales, specifically, we're in, wait for it, <clears throat> Penmainmaur in the parish of Dwi It's north, guys, it's north. Okay. Is it in Ireland? it's actually a compliment if i sounded more irish than anywhere else because at least i'm closer than i usually am with my bad accent third question before i give you a little bit more detail was the driver a man or a woman so was it a man that flew out of the car yeah who who was driving who flew out of the car to the death no seat belts i guess guys no seat belts heavy enough to smash through the windscreen which doesn't necessarily mean anything i think ladies were very small in those days 
Very tiny yeah. little ladies, tiny little Welsh ladies. Tiny lady. little waists. Tiny, yeah. I'm going, it was a man went through the window. Okay. And a woman was driving. If it's not That's the driver, that's what I was thinking. Because oh, we okay. don't know. Because it's, it's dangling, so we don't know if someone didn't get out of the car. It wouldn't necessarily have been a driver. To safety. We right, don't know yeah. anything. We don't what know anything. The the there might have been job. two people at the back waiting it down who got out and then flung their poor yeah. fellow passenger stroke driver out. I reckon, man. We have man, man. You've been right for all the other things. I'm just going to copy you. Know, I'm, I'm I live in a consequence free environment now because I'm just wrong all the time. So I'm going to go woman to be different. Katie, you are correct. It was a woman. Come on, guys. Who are the bad drivers? Well, we don't know she was the driver. Well, you do. You've got the case in front of you, but I still want to defend women drivers. You are right that we don't know much of anything yet. We don't know for sure. Taylor's just got what they wrote down in the police report. Let's dig. Let's dig. There are two pieces of evidence discovered near the crash which helped police identify the driver as Violet Gordon Charlesworth. What were the two pieces? of evidence. Would you have a passport in those days? So it's, it's 1909? Yeah, I guess. What a good question. Um, Passports, eh? Okay, so she <laughs> doesn't have a driver's license, I'm assuming. Um, it's how they, they worked out that she was the driver rather than she was just in the car. Just that she was in the car. I think that maybe it was a, because I'm going back to Vix's thing about it being a a sort of 1940s black and white film and oh but it would have been Welsh so it would have been like not not quite with that I'm going to go with that yeah. accent because it's sexy it's pretty sexy but what I can tell that Vic thinks that your Welsh accent's better than my Welsh accent and that is a real shame because I've been fucking a Welsh guy for almost 20 years and I've gotten no better that's not how you get it it's not a contagious thing <laughs> the Welsh accent is not an STD <laughs> You're doing it, Rock. <laughs> Where are you putting it that you think that's what happened? In a mouth, am oh. I right? Oh, God, I was going to make a brilliant point. Okay, it was the 1940s film thing. I think it could be a cigarette with some lipstick. Ooh, Not that that oh. sort of identifies her, but it could identify that if it was her brand, because people would have, it's my brand of cigarette, her brand of lipstick, people could be like, it's Violet. Oh, you know, I was going to say a lipstick and now I'm going to go with like a locket that is inside is a photo of her. Okay. Okay. And her mom and her mom and dad. Okay. And her mm. mom and dad. But if if unless yeah. it's got a name on it, how is that an identifier that so there's ties a photo, you to the body? Locket, but she took her locket off for some reason. It's in the front seat. And in one side is a picture of her and on the other side is a picture of her parents. Wow, very vivid, very vivid. Very okay. specific. So we've got a locket. Hannah, you said a lipstick, lipstick stained, cigarette. stained cigarette. Okay. Yeah. Vix, what have you got? What do you got? I'm thinking something handwritten. So like a diary or an address book. Fucking hell, it was a diary. Wow. wow. Oh, yay. Well done. <laughs> Detective nice. Sparkle, you do more than just sparkle on the outside, you sparkle on the inside too. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. A diary and a hat. <laughs> Love 1909. Okay. Amazing. But I guess when they say diary, they mean a calendar, don't they? Because I got excited that it was like a handwritten, like, today. Oh, yeah. Like feeling... she was in, so in love that she had to, like, drive off the road. Yeah. Or fling her lover to his death. But it really just said, like, lunch with Sue, Tuesday at two. Yeah. Yeah. But it could have included her feelings, like, don't want to meet Sue. I think British (laughs) now, I I, I don't know. I I don't know if the British reading of a diary would be 
that or dear diary today I saw a boy he looked at me I think we're in love um I feel like like, it would say journal because this was a British uh, a British source so okay anyway a diary and a hat one source claims that her sister Violet's sister had actually witnessed the accident I could not corroborate this with any other source so this is interesting but one source said that she ran into a nearby pub called the plow which was one of my college nicknames and she tearfully (laughs) explained that her sister had crashed through a wall along the edge of the road the car went over the extremely high cliff and violet was thrown into the sea below so it was near a town then so it wasn't a remote cliff if she was able to witness it it was close to a town. Yes, okay. it wasn't super remote. Um, I'm going to ask this question and then we're going to start from the beginning. What kind of woman was Violet Charlesworth? So they were in the pub. So I already love them. Violet and her <laughs> sister, we could hang. Um, the plow does feature, I have it, like I wasn't going to bring it up a lot, but like everything revolves around the plow in this story. Like <laughs> there's a picture of the car by the plow. And what, yeah. what kind of pub is it? Do we know? Is it frequented by ladies of the night? No, I think it was quite a upscale. Is there such a thing as an upscale pub? No, I think it was pretty like pub. more upscale. Yeah. <laughs> it was a gastro. They had a very nice fish and chips. And it costs 20 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Very disappointing experience at a Gordon Ramsay pub this week. So <laughs> I'm still feeling quite sore about that. I'm very triggered. But, uh, <laughs> so, no sorry, fish and chips is worth 20 quid. That's, no. that's the sidebar. But yeah, anyway, so I'm sure this pub had much when better When you try to make snack. fish and chips better, you make it worse because fish and chips only has... There's a narrow window like there's there's really shitty fish and chips. Sure. But you can't make it any fancier. Like the more fancy you get, the worse it is. The only thing you can do is I had some fish and chips once and it had half a lemon and the lemon had a little in a little net, had a little hat on. Yeah. And I, I was like, it. yeah, this is the fanciest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, so that's the only way you can do it. It's only to sort of like slag up the lemon. That's the only way of making slag up which is ultimately lemon. a garnish so we are just looking at fancy things it's like putting an umbrella in a Weatherspoon's cocktail so <laughs> Hannah was Violet yeah. Charlesworth a woman with a hat on her lemon or without a hat on her lemon <laughs> did she gild the lily she, she had a hat we know she had a hat did indeed we, have a hat <laughs> so was the plow on the cliff edge and she went through the Near wall the cliff. plows up the plows up the street so, so she's so maybe that she staggered out of the plow jumped in the car Driven it towards the end of the cliff, Over. smashed out the front of the wall. Well, no, Katie's, a wall. Katie's a wall, just on you it. said, didn't you? She went through a wall. Oh, oh but Katie's right. Yeah, she was probably driving from within the plow. She's been to the plow. Or she was running from somebody in the plow, possibly. Mm. Oh. But to, hit, to demolish a wall and go over, she must have been driving at speed. Okay. Okay. Wait, so. Taylor's question was what type of woman What type she? of can woman we, was she? Can we have some options? Like, what are the types of women? Which Spice Girl was she? What are we doing? Yeah. Yes, I would well, like you to know, know Was she a high society girl. lady? Was she? So, I mean, so, by, yeah. she owns she a car, definitely. Does she work? Does she have children? Is she an heiress? I don't think everyone had cars. Like, that was a luxury item. Uh, yeah, so. but is it even her car, though? I will move us on. That was kind of a wild card question, just because you've, so little information. So here we go. 
Violet was actually born May Charlesworth in 1884. Her mother, Miriam, was widowed. And she also had this older sister. And I could not find her name, which is always sad when you're the, just the sister. Um, the family lived near Real in Wales. Is that how you say oh, it? Fixed real. Real. Yeah. Real. Keep it real. Hey, keep, keep it, it real. real. I bet you can buy t-shirts like that. <laughs> so it's it's North <laughs> oh, Wales. Oh, no, they're too cool for that. I'm from <laughs> really? South Wales. There's a real rivalry between us. I'm going to try and keep a lid on it. But. Okay, okay. If it slips out, that's okay. <laughs> wow, there really, there really is. And everyone would joke about that. And then the first time I went to North Wales with my Welsh husband, who's very South Welsh, and even like spoke a bit of Welsh, like we walked in and I ordered a beer in Welsh. And you can it, hear it. You can hear it in the cadence ooh, of your voice, by oh, the way. Of course. But I have never <laughs> been looked at like that. It's like we had walked in naked and they were just shocked yeah. and horrified. It was real. It was fascinating. Well, they're cooler. Well, they're better Welsh people because they speak Welsh. In North ooh. Wales, a lot of them are first language no, uh, Welsh. Ah, and so they yeah. think they are better. Then. So yeah. they heard the shitty Welsh of the, the Berry Island yeah. boy, and they're like, "No, we're not." Taylor's <laughs> like, "I love real. <laughs> <laughs> I love real." Drunk women solving crime. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So not a wealthy family, but they had some means um, from the death of the father, I presume. We don't know. It's very patchy. So they're not a wealthy family, but um, they got some money when the dad died. Inheritance. Yeah, they had enough money, I'll put it this way, to buy some nice clothes to appear wealthier than they were. Got, yeah. Ooh. Did they come to catch a husband? Is that what uh, they were doing in the plow? Hold that thought, Vix, because that okay. may come into play slightly. In 1900, May, who changes her name to Violet for the purposes of this, commits mm. her first crime and it involves a doctor and she does it along with someone else. So my question is, who do you think helps her with this crime and what do you think the crime is? Wait, she does the crime to a doctor? Yes, it involves a doctor. It involves a doctor. So he could be the accomplice or is he the victim? I kept it vague on purpose. No, it's oh, done to the doctor. He is the victim. Oh, okay, okay. He is I the victim. Guess it's Let's maybe, narrow it down. <laughs> maybe the unnamed sister. Maybe she was an accomplice. And Yeah, I, I had that in mind. Mm. Yeah. yeah, their ally. Okay. Like some kind of honey trap. Mm. Maybe. Well, it was a family affair, but it was actually the mother. 
Yeah, partnered up and said, hey, let's try this. Let's just try this out with this doctor and see what happens. So basically, his name was Dr. Barrett and his her mother told the doctor that her two daughters stood to inherit a fortune when they turned 25 years old. You know, made up the story about this legacy. Okay. Money is not coming in until they're 25. And then I love and- this. <laughs> I watched this film. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Edwardian times, this basically means loan me some money, bitch. Like these cases are amazing because all okay. you have to do is make up a credible story. You have the right dress on and people are like, here, take my wallet. It's amazing. <laughs> so he loans them some money. Was well, there so any romance involved? Or? No romance yeah, involved. It's not that with he's going to marry them and share this bounty. It's, it's that he's going to be paid interest, back when they hit basically. 25. Yeah. No, the vibe I get from this Because I was trying to make sense of like, how does this happen where people are so trusting? But it's a crazy time. I Red take a break. (laughs) (laughs) A ghost stole my money. A ghost stole my money. No, it's a Turkish goat herder, but it's also love. Um, I genuinely, no one thinks it's going to happen to them. I'm sorry. I'm with Dr. Bennett on this. Naivety, even if you're a man of science. Yeah. You, n- you never think it's going to happen to you. Everyone's a main character. It's main character syndrome. It's like, yeah, these people yes. are all fools, but not I. Not I will I. give well, this there's money. N- there's <laughs> no way to track people and the stock market hasn't crashed yet. So like everything's just booming and business is crazy. And you can picture them like, oh, we're very, very wealthy, but the money doesn't come in until I'm 25. Could you, I don't suppose you could spare a grand, you know. I don't what? believe there wasn't some sexy vibe to that. No one's that altruistic. Oh, I think there were sexy vibes, but as far as I know, there wasn't a relationship with the doctor. But I see. Who I, knows? I mean, I don't want to be cynical, but I don't think he was doing it out of the goodness yeah. of his heart. So it was either interest was offered. Dr. Barrett was doing the play. A little summing summing. Also, how old are are they like 21? Are they 15? How how long has he got to wait for this money? Violet, like, 24, you know, what's the deal? Violet is 16 when this first con happens. Okay. So um, how much did the mother say that they were inheriting? I don't really know what the going rate is yeah, for the old times. Translate, it's hard like, to work out what a good bluff yeah. is. Well, I will, I will tell you just so I can move us along. It's 150,000 pounds. <sighs> Okay. How much do you That's think? That's loads in 1909. <laughs> it's loads. So my That's question so much is, money. how much would that be now? 150,000 pounds in like ni- turn of the century, 1900. I'm going to go like 10 million. 10 million? Yeah. Definitely into the millions. Okay. Like 30 million. Okay. 50. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've oversold it again, but 18 million pounds. That's so, okay. Why would you leave it to your daughters and let your wife to just language in poverty until the kids are 25, though? What kind of husband was he? What kind of man? This is uh, a so, separate story, so, but I know an actual family where that was the case. It happens all the time, Vix. All the time. So anyway, um, <laughs> do you know that the Bank of England has an inflation calculator? I just want to throw that in there. It's super fun if you're... Is that big, how you did the maths here? Big, big loser like me. Yeah, it's so fun. You can it. say like, what year and what would it be now? I had so much money in 1909. Oh, don't talk to me. Um, so Violet and her mother basically embody the phrase, well, that escalated quickly. They used the money 
that the doctor has given them to raise their game as con artists. What do you think they do with the money? Oh, 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 they buy yeah. even fancier dresses. Katie, you're correct. Yes. What else did they do? They bought, they bought a nice car. They bought a nice car, Vix, you're correct. Yeah. What else did they do, Hannah? Oh, fuck. They bought a Belgian car. Fuck, it got harder for Hannah, I will admit. I'm going to panic. They bought a Harry Potter puzzle. They did not. Okay, that was um, just what was in front of me. Jewelry? <laughs> Jewelry. So that's a status symbol. They did. They bought jewelry. But another thing they did is they play the stock market. They are oh, smart. Wow. And so they make a profit off this first little oh, loan. Oh, nice. They can pay them back without their I love these Charleston women. They're they the could have, yeah. they absolutely could have paid him back, but they absolutely <laughs> fucking didn't. Love so them even more. Kidding themselves out. Like they get better dresses. They've got the car. Um, they I love the these park. people so much. I'm so sad that at least one of them is dead, and one of them oh, yeah. has got no name in history. I'm pretty sure they're all dead now. I don't want to rain on Which, your face. The matriarch, though, is just like a modern Kardashian situation. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's Chris Jenner at the helm. Come on, guys, can I just coin a um, car crashian? <laughs> oh, you may. Thanks, guys. Watch. Thanks, I guys. I mean, that's dark. Would watch. I sound callous now saying I'd watch that. I didn't mean literally. I mean, I made the joke. That's callous. <laughs> <laughs> so they descend on a bunch of new victims somewhere else in Wales, not too far away. Where might you find a big group of wealthy Brits hanging out in Wales? Where would you go to fish? Are they going from north to south? I'm not going to be shady about North Wales again. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe they go to different region. I don't know. Or, maybe like a port where there was merchants. Yeah, markets with merchants and stuff. I'm just going Cardiff because it's like the big one. Okay. <laughs> well, thinking about the coast is correct. They go to a seaside resort because at this time, ah, people that have money the Riviera, are just... The Welsh Riviera. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're just... Fucking off to the seaside and spending their disposable income. So they're like, here we go. So they show up in their clothes with their their little left and right, left and right Belgian car. They seduce (laughs) lots of men. They just start like flirting with everybody, which everybody's very open to. They befriend a lot of women and they convince them all to either loan them money or goods, depending on what their businesses are. Wow. And These are they, the best women in the world. They, yeah, they even managed icons. <laughs> they even managed to get a house on credit from a property baron. So they spend a few years just living the life. They drink. They're seducing men. They travel all around. It's like the hedonistic version of Terms of Endearment. Niche gag. The specifics <laughs> of who these people all were, because there, there's some details. I actually, I went into the, the actual court cases, spoiler, of some of these uh, people. So there's loads of details about who they were. It's not terribly interesting. It's just who you would expect, right? It's like there's a Scottish investment firm with loads of money. There's an actual heiress. I think that's what you guys call irony. Property barons, they're rich people, right? Now, it's estimated that Violet was spending about £4,000 a year. And what's what's funny about this is the mother starts to kind of back off a little bit. And it all becomes like Violet is like so hungry for this. So she's like, I want to keep going. I want to go bigger. <laughs> um, so four grand a year is about half a million pounds in today's money. Everything is in Violet's name. After a few years, the walls start closing in on Violet. Why? 
I'm a little tipsy now, guys. I'm like legit tipsy. Sorry to go back to something you said a second ago. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. in terms of endearment the film where that woman dies of cancer? Yeah. I don't get the bit. <laughs> I don't get the reference. I <laughs> yeah. Well, it's about a mother and daughter and the daughter dies and... Okay. I said the hedonistic version, so it was like... Okay, okay, and Shirley, okay. McLean. Okay, I get jokes. Maybe we... <laughs> so maybe somebody that she tried to swindle was onto her. Maybe it had happened to a friend, so maybe she'd found somebody. Maybe they had been so prolific in their mm. ripping off that rumour had got round. Or yeah. she'd done it to a close friend of somebody. Yeah, she sat on her own doorstep. Yeah. Or maybe her sister wanted to get out. Yeah. Didn't want to do it anymore. Everyone else is done apart from Violet. Hey. Some mothers backed away. Maybe the sister's like, we don't want to rip off this town. I like this town. I love the plough. I needed a local. This is my local. I'm going yeah. to throw this in here. And this is frustrating because it's this case of like different sources and just couldn't find what really happened. One source talks about the eldest sister witnessing the crash and running into the plow. Another source says that that eldest sister was dead by 21, which would mean that she wasn't even around when this is happening. Oh, so there's this okay. real Maybe Tyler killed her when she wanted to get out. There's this real mystery around the sister. Mystery around the sistery. So mystery. it's not her. <laughs> Could Violet fake the sister's death and she's the one whose body is missing and then Violet's sneaked off to... Ooh, maybe Violet's the, the one that died. No, but she could have pretended. Wait, wasn't Violet the one that was supposed to have died? Yeah. Yeah, but we don't we don't have a body. We just have a supposed... We've got a hat and a diary. Well, and an exit point from a smashed window and then a presumption of a body in the sea. Yeah. Mm. So did they find did they find her then? There was no body. But the question right now is why is the pressure on Violet? So she shat on her own doorstep. Hannah George, any thoughts? I think she just got a bit too greedy. She just wanted yeah, she more and more and more. Was it? She didn't need the money. It's the risk, isn't it? So I think it would probably was like higher and higher risk to get the buzz of getting away with it because she yeah. she had all that cash. That's yeah. more than enough to live on. Yeah. She's spending half a million pounds a year. Absolutely. So, They've yeah. got a decent racket. They could go town to town living completely reasonably. Yeah. So I think yeah. it was higher yeah. and higher stakes because it, like you said, she was thirsty for it. Conceivably, yeah, yeah. even just, paying people back. That's what's, I mean, and it's like, yeah, why would you inject sense into a con? <laughs> but like, you but could no, stop they, now. They could have lived frugally and set themselves up for life and paid everybody back. <laughs> or and, lived ex- extravagantly and still don't. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So or maybe yeah, the, it wasn't. Maybe was it the mum that put a stop to this? Because, Ooh. like, if your mum says, Hannah, stop eating so many frosted flakes, <laughs> I mean, it's out of order, but I'll do frosted it because. <laughs> Delightful niche reference. <laughs> you know, we're not, not quite posh enough for frosties, but, um, you know, and you respect your mum. Like, you do anything your mum says, I think, particularly if you've gone into I have business. I such with her. a different relationship with my mum to you, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, like Hannah's equivalent of a fancy Belgian car is a frosted flakes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're frosted. Yeah. But I think also if my if my mum said don't eat frosted flakes, I'd be like, but they're my favourite. If my mum actually wanted me to stop eating them, she'd just like throw them all away. Okay. There would be no discussion. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
So sorry, continue. Well, you're I mean, you're all right. She did. She did get very greedy. It got way out of hand, as these things always do. But the key reason is that she's almost 25. (gasps) Oh, the jig is up. The debt collectors are coming. Yeah. So everybody's like, so uh, tapping the old watch (laughs) that. How's that going? Oh, Which bank great. account? Why would you not reverse the clock? Into... People won't know how old you are unless you tell them. She's a mug. Yeah. She's an idiot. The woman's an idiot. Go to a different town. Say you're 21 you again. you got to tell some truth so the lies work, don't you? Yeah. Say you're 21 again. I mean, that's my life model. Yeah, same. If I have one. Um, yeah, so they'd, told, they'd also told different <laughs> people different stories. They're like, cause... when's your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that people who do this must get very, they get a charge out of the lie as much as the result, right? If not more so. So it's like, let's tell a different story with this guy and see how fun that is. I mean, look, I've never conned anybody properly, but I once did an English accent all night in a bar in New York and everybody fell for it. And it was so cliche. I said, my name was Bridget Pennyworth. And somebody was like, I used <laughs> Do to the work- accent. Don't just say Bridget Pennyworth. Come on, give us what the accent was. That you no, I don't. Come I mean, on. That'll, that'll just ruin. Bloody Bridget. Everything. It was terrible, Vix. Do it for the next patron shout I was like, oh, hello. No, my name is, uh, no, I I can't do it right now. Um, Bridget That's Pennyworth. good. No, it's all right. I just, he said, where did you grow up in London? Because I used to live there. And I made up the name of a place. And I can't remember, but I was just like, it, Bl- Blidgeworth. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just went like, Blillington. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah. Because he didn't want to look dumb. He's like, yeah, I used to go there. Yeah, great pubs. Went men, to the I didn't go home with them. It was just great to toy with people. So what I'm saying (laughs) is it's addictive. The thrill of the lie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, how about this? Uh, Oh, I've only had one bowl of Frosted Flakes, (laughs) mum. Yeah, Yeah, I think I know what the thrill of the lie is. You can see it. So with all this information, what do you think the story is with the crash? Katie had speculated way at the beginning, like she left the plow, she was drunk. What do you think happened? Well, now I think it's a setup. A setup. And she's trying to make it look like she died (gasps) so she doesn't have to pay everybody. There was no body. And yeah, there's nobody. A sister witness who saw her go over the cliff. Yeah, who may or may not even exist. Yeah, I love that. Uh, my dead sister saw it, so I think I did go over <laughs> yeah, the cliff. Yeah, she could be playing her own sister. Or maybe the sister was in on it and was alive, because we don't know. We haven't had that confirmed. She yeah, could be dead, did, she could be alive. That she could be. And did they find any rocks or bricks around the like acceleration pedal? Ah, interesting. Ah. Also, when you said that there was like some clues along the way, I was like, well, that feels... That's why I said like a cigarette, because I'm like... What kind of falls out of a car? Yeah, what's yeah. an accident? What would you and throw out of a car? Throw yeah. out of the car to prove you there. Your hat no, this and is your yeah. diary. This <laughs> is the greatest con of them all. Yeah. Mary She's Tyler scared. Moore. Woo, I'm gone. <laughs> well, oh, you guys are just too smart, aren't you? So there was a huge amount of press following the crash and the death of Violet Charlesworth, the New, the New York Times covered it because ostensibly it's the death of a beautiful heiress, right? So at this time it's like, oh God, she's gone. Yeah. This is so horrible. And there was speculation that it might have been a murder rather than an accident. Um, 
and mm. not a Thelma and the Louise situation. Mm. Yeah. One source I found said that the expression "Did she fall or was she pushed?" actually entered the English lexicon around this time because of this case. Oh my yeah. god! Interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But the truth is, yikes! That truth means is, that that the, means it wasn't just this case that would have. A lot of instances where did hey, she fall? This has been happening. This has been happening for ages. This is the tipping point. This Why haven't we said one. this before? This is great. Yeah, it covers so many cases. Um, the truth is that Violet faked her own death. <gasps> I called it. You got did. It. You yes. got it, guys. You got it. So she could flee and go live somewhere else with her mother under an alias. So they go to Scotland. I don't know what the alias was. Like Violet. Neurlsworth. Um question, are they found? I wanna say no. I, I want would, to I wanna believe no. After. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, because we know about this and you said the truth is they got away, they must have been found. Unless they let unless what? unless they wrote a book or something. But also or... Taylor Taylor said she didn't know the alias, so maybe they didn't get found. Mm. Oh Hannah George. Maybe. Yeah. You and your logic, yes. Um, they are found eventually. Um, oh, God damn it. So you do know their alias. So No, no. It, I couldn't find it. I was like, what did oh, they call okay. them? And it was probably something boring. It's always just close to okay, the real name. Okay. That so wasn't I, a misfile. I, I wanted it for them. I wanted it. I wanted, I wanted it for them too. <laughs> so because it's such a sensational case, so detectives are combing the scene and amateur sleuths are coming out all the time. Oh, it's like, don't like, fuck with cats, people. Don't <laughs> fuck oh, no. with cats, people are on the cliff, Vix, yeah. absolutely. So they're all inspecting the scene of the crash, combing it for clues. But the biggest thing, and, and you said this a few questions ago, Vix, is there was no body. Like at the end of the day, like even with the ocean, eventually a body will wash up and there's just no body. And I, I would assume things like there's no blood on the windscreen. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, there's a photo of be, the yeah. car on the cliff Amateur. is the Amateur. other thing. And it just, it looks ridiculous. I'm like, guys, <laughs> how did any fall for this? But. You know, it was, it was a different time. I can't wait to Google time. this. I'm so it excited was, to find out more. <laughs> innocent time. And they also thought, well, it was a little too convenient. She died right before her 25th birthday. And oh, her mother's missing. This is crazy. So uh, it's the okay. press that discover them because they're like, this story is amazing. Like it just got better because now she's a fraud. Investigative just, journalism. Absolutely. So her face is all over the papers by now. So somebody in Scotland rats them out and they're like, I know these people who live down the street. So they're brought up on charges. The press goes wild. The New York Times covers it again. The fake heiress who faked her own death. Wow, the yeah. cliff becomes known as Violet's Leap. And it still is called that, Violet's wow. Leap. And the story was dubbed the Welsh Cliff Mystery. Ooh. Um, but all these companies and individuals that they've scammed are pissed. So they're filing lawsuits. These are the things I read, but honestly, they're very boring and detailed. But yes, they filed lawsuits and they've got no money to pay them back. <gasps> Question, are they found guilty of their criminal charges? Oh. <laughs> hey, it's for, like, wow. is fraud a big crime back in that time? Because like now it'd be a big deal. But if stupid, well, let's face it, men gave them money 
<laughs> believing a stupid lie. Is that, was there any paperwork? Was that a legal agreement or yeah. was that just? There was, there is loads of, um, it's, it's weird what's considered official paperwork. There's all these um, statements from Violet who would basically write like, look, I'll pay you back, but I need the m- <laughs> like you can just I need the money. I need the money immediately, <laughs> if not sooner. <laughs> I love the idea in her diary. It just sort of says May seventeenth. Con this man. <laughs> That's how she was found out. She just wrote all her guns in her diary. That was a bad thing <laughs> to plant. Like, also, like by the time they've had to pay lawyer fees, of course they can't pay everyone back. But if this mm. all hadn't got involved, they could have just played the stock market and paid everyone back. Mm. They could have just settled out of court. It would have been fine. <laughs> well, I, re- I want them to have got away with it. There, I mean, yeah. it's, it's her not to love this, this this wild pair. But Violet and her mother Miriam were convicted. Oh. Uh, but Vic's interesting <laughs> point. Like, how big of a deal was this? Because they're convicted on four counts of conspiracy to obtain money by false pretenses and two counts of obtaining money by false pretenses and they're sentenced to five years of hard labor wow which gets reduced to three i mean that's, that's not great is it but also they, had a, like, they had a really good time that's basically motherhood like <laughs> they had a really good time like they were living their best life yeah, I'd like to think that for three years they were just like, worth it. And yeah. I think the only lessons they learned were lie about our ages, do a better job of the old fake car over yeah. the cliff. Um, <laughs> three years for what they got. So like, seven years of like gambling around like millionaire superstars. Who amongst us wouldn't give that some thought? Hannah George, a question only for you. What year? Was Violet Charlesworth released <gasps> from prison? It, well, I mean, it can't have been 1912. Was it was it? 1912. <laughs> wow, they were found really quickly then. <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. So they did their three, it got reduced to three years. They're released. Somebody does an article, Violet's been released. And now... She and her mother just disappear from history. No one has any records. Oh my God, were they on the Titanic? Shut your face. What if they were here? What if they were on the Titanic? No, but they would have been there. Took their way into steerage. (laughs) Oh my God, I bet they fucking were. If they disappeared from history. Hannah. So guys, we don't know what became of them, but here's to Violet's Leap. Hey, cheers! Oh my God! Drunk women solving crime. It's time to do our patron shout out. So, some very, very tipsy this time. Hello, thank you so much for joining us. I am renowned psychic, Madam Ovum. As you may know, I have an uncanny ability to read deeply into a person's life, be it their past life, their present life, or their future life. All I need is a name. Uh, And just FYI, I take payments via tip jar or buy me a coffee. I also accept and prefer cash. My first name is this, Karen Booth. Karen Booth, I'm getting a strong sense that you like true crime and female-led comedy. But, (laughs) But also, Karen, I've got to tell you this. You're actually related to John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) <laughs> who assassinated President Lincoln. Oh, doll, I'm so sorry to have to tell you this, but the good news is I'm not getting any assassination vibes from you. Like the only gun you would use is a hot glue gun. 
on Sundays to make some crafts. Am I right? <laughs> Second name, Cicely Bell Blaine. Oh, what a strong name. With that strong of a name, Cicely, I'm getting a vision that you're either going to be a movie star or maybe an accountant, but a really <laughs> good one who gets like all the tax breaks and refunds for your clients. And in my mind, that is a movie star. Next one, Jessica. Okay, just the first name. That makes it extra hard for Madam Ovum. Um, Jessica, I'm getting a strong vibe about your childhood. Were you in any way affiliated with the circus? Or maybe your father worked in the circus or he worked on cars? Or was he a card player? It's hard to tell. Jess, next time send your whole fucking name and then maybe I can get an accurate reading. I'm just kidding, Jess. Next name, Jessica Frey. Another Jessica, my God. It's like getting, it's getting creepy in here. Now, Jessica Frey, I'm getting a tingle in my fingers. It's like almost a numbness, but that could be my carpal tunnel because I'll tell you, I work as a secretary to support my psychic business and I have to type memos all day for these financial fuckos who do God knows what in this bad time. Anyway, God bless you, Jessica Frey. Things are looking fine for you. And finally, Emily Graspy. Emily, I am literally falling over on my bistro stool because I am getting huge past life feels. So here's the scoop. You were an 18th century baroness or like a dame or a lady or some shit. Point is you were the bee's knees in your little circle. So that's exciting. Wait. No, now I'm getting that you were a milkmaid. Whatever. Look. Emily, it was a long time ago. And as I always say, let sleeping whores have a lion. I've been Madam Ovum. Thank you for your support, patrons. Madam Ovum. Oh, wow. I mean, we've got to say, like, the Patreon that we do, it starts at £3. And, I mean... I, I'm thinking of joining just to see what Taylor will say about me. So um, join I'm us. I'm excited for my episode to drop so I get the Patreon notification about it. <laughs> I Do I get I'm, to watch it first? Vix, I'm trying to think if I say like, I know you. I can't even remember what yours was. And also, I almost feel bad that like I started by just reading them. I mean, we're you really warmed up. <laughs> I will redo your name if you want me to. That's what I'm saying. If you feel like you got short change, if you want, send me a message. If you want to t- Taylor to say that you used to be a whore in another life, then yeah. <laughs> please do write in. <laughs> or a milkmaid. <laughs> so we're at patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Your support is so appreciated. You have no idea. And it gives me something of a social life because I will respond to every comment message. Yes, I will. <laughs> it's outstanding value. As a Patreon to- myself, I can confirm. <laughs> I used to sign off like X DWSC slash Taylor. And I'm just like, Taylor, like everybody. <laughs> it's knows. just me. It's, it's just, just me, me in these comments. There's <laughs> me on there. Okay, it's time to finish up with a listener crime. Uh, dear drunk women, I used to take a pottery class in a sleepy middle class area of town. Nothing happens. No one goes there. The class was late in the evening and the only people in the community center was our class of mainly seniors. At the end of the class, I realized my phone had gone missing. I searched and searched, but to no avail. It was definitely stolen or I accidentally baked it into my pots. Unlikely. (laughs) My suspects are 
the old ladies, perhaps with a vengeance against millennials always on their phones. The pottery teacher, who always seemingly intentionally mispronounced my name. Or the police. Why the police? Well, I am a known activist in my city. And a few weeks later, it was leaked to the press that the police had been following us and attempting to gain intel on our activist group. Whoa. Could they they have been masqueraded as a crafter to steal the phone? Could they have been watching me make terrible pots and stolen my phone to hinder our next demonstration? They are probably reading this right now, in which case, sorry to have embroiled you. Thanks, drunk women. You rock. Sicily from Canada, who I also did a psychic reading on. Oh, Sicily. I think it was the police. I think they went yeah. deep undercover. They made bad pots and they stole her phone. I love the idea that they were there and she was like, what? Why are you making a truncheon? That's a weird thing to make in a, in a I mean, who pot? was in the class the next week? That's what she's going to think about. Because if someone had disappeared. Ooh, um, interesting. We haven't got all the information, Sicily. <laughs> How are we going to solve it? But then it depends. Like, if you're with a bunch of seniors, there's probably a lot that don't come back the next week. Oh. One of the seniors could have been <laughs> undercover as a police officer. Savage. <laughs> it's Drew Barrymore. It's a 40-year-old woman pretending to be 17. Yes, to be. And, un- never and a been sex kissed. pest brother that comes yeah. back and dates a girl. <laughs> never Been Kissed is a very problematic film. Is what I'm saying here. Isn't it just? Wow. It's so bad. There's so much wrong with it. (laughs) Also, worse than that, really rather boring. Oh, yeah. I will forgive. I will forgive so much wrong with a film if I'm entertained by it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's a pervy teacher. It's a pervy man preying on young women. Um, But there is a good Beach Boys song at the end. So it's not all bad news. This is true. Katie, what are your thoughts? Just listen to the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know it's 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 very sad, but it's very hard to not go. Oh, the police. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, then, well, literally. Then I mean, like, I don't know what Canadian police are like. I mean, how are they you going like, to get a fucking horse into a? Pottery? Are they Mounties? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all in red uniforms. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. It doesn't feel like the police have a great track record of not being terrible. Um, could it be a journalist if, though? Because was it was it leaked to the press? It could have just ooh. been a, a journalist. Because if you, I guess, if you're a journalist, you could go and do that and be like, "Oh, it's been leaked to me by somebody. That person is me." But mm-hmm. oh, I say from yeah. a very attractive source. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you might have solved it. Hannah George, you are she's getting on fire tonight. She's getting better she really at this. Is. I'm just getting worse. <laughs> like, honestly, my detective skills are just sliding away just like my youth. I think you've <laughs> solved it. Journalists, Canadian journalists. So you're welcome, Sicily. Now, <laughs> clap means. <laughs> It's time to find out what Vix Layton has going on in her life. <laughs> where can we find you? What do you do? Who are you? And where are you going? Um, that is a good question. It's existential at this point because I <laughs> did take this very seriously. I am now a drunk woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have solved some crimes. crimes. 
that helped nothing for Sicily. I had I added no value there. That was <laughs> that's not true. You not true at all. Not true. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Female yeah. workplace. <laughs> For the listeners, I did a terrible dance. Um, <laughs> it was a great dance. We'll, do, we'll release a video of this, but actually, no, I'm too leaning too much. Um, I do a podcast. It's a panel show called The Comedy Arcade. It's a competitive anecdotes game, judged entirely Ooh. by what I find funny. And Taylor was on it. And um, it was one of my favorite episodes. I don't want to be Bruce Forsyth about this and say this to everyone, but genuinely, <laughs> it was so much fun. It was um, Taylor, Daniel Clarkson, Elf Lions. None of us wanted to leave the call. It was because we're having yeah. such a great time. It was a really good time. Yeah. And so I would recommend that episode. Podcast, like no one's listening. That's, yeah. that's all I can say. We really did. <laughs> <laughs> we incriminated a lot of friends and family and we didn't care. Not the time. And I left it all in the edit. Um, cool. So yeah, that I am doing some very ill-advised work in progress shows um, over the next nice. five weeks. Um, a show called I Feel Petty. Um, great which is That's all great. about the notion of pettiness and how it can be a superpower basically because it's all yes. inspired by the promoter that told me I had to do 100 gigs to be taken seriously and I did 100 gigs in a year just to prove a point to a man oh, who does yeah. not give a fuck about me and doesn't even remember my name because <laughs> uh, I never told him because I didn't want him to know but now I'm writing a whole show about it because so <laughs> <laughs> no, like that surely is like it's you know, it's like linked to self-worth, isn't it? Like, is I mean, it worth being petty about this? Yes, it is. He'd I hate to. it. He'd hate that I was doing it. He'd hate that I got as far as doing a work in progress show because he wanted to make me small. And in fact, he just powered yeah. me to be bigger. Yes. Petty is petrol. And that the is what irony. the 40 yeah. minutes of the show is going to be about when I write it. Um, <laughs> I love a show that's based on vitriol. Yeah. I'm on board. To be fair, I don't want to overdote. Petty- I really don't. I don't want to overdote, but that is one of the best names for a comedy show I've heard in a long time. That's that is really brilliant. awesome. Yeah. Also, like, the tagline, Petty is Petrol. I hope you took the rest of the day off when you came out with that. Yeah! It's, um, I'm just really excited about it. Um, it's I'm doing my first one at Brighton Fringe on the 2nd of June. Ooh. Doing a couple at the Cavendish Arms in Stockwell in London. One with Jen Brister, nice. one with Fiona Allen. Because I Yay. thought, if I'm not confident my show's going to be good, I will bring someone who's good to do the other half. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come see you in break. Work in progress price. I'm going to put oh, that cool. in my diary for the 2nd of June. And I'm Ooh. also um, doing Tuned Up Time Machine with Rich Wilson, which is a mixed cloud show that is about music and general whimsy. But um, I complained to him that him and the other producer didn't know shit about the facts they were talking about. So they'd be like, oh, I think this band's from Japan. And it turns out they were like from Cornwall. So I complained about it. So he said, why don't you come on and be our fact checker? So now I'm the fact checker. So you you can listen to the Tuned Up Time Machine with me being a little (laughs) (laughs) know-all. Bullying men that did not need... Good, good. So yeah, that is a mixed cloud. Fantastic. Vix, you have been, uh, you have sparkled. I think that about sums it up. Thank you so much, Vix Layton. Thank you. Have the best time. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. 
Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.